0: welcome everyone today's broadcast will be about our government <laughs> and the managing of the uh, coronavirus i imagine so welcome for, um with us to join us today and uh yeah we'll see how it goes thank you for joining off we go Hello, Ollie. How are you doing today? I'm
1: very, very bunged up, but okay. On the road to recovery after a bit of a uh, severe man flu over the weekend. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. coming out at the end of it. So my voice probably sounds a little bit. Uh,
0: I do. I like
1: to feel I have a sexier voice when uh, when I've been ill. So <laughs> <laughs> others, well, others may Well, I'm comfortable disagree.
0: with the safe distance. I'm a comfortable safe distance down the internet from you. I've <laughs> even
1: kept my phone two metres away from you just to be on the safe side. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we're just a little moment ago listening to Boris Johnson announcing the new measures in the uh, House of Commons. Yeah. And so now we're all completely clear about what's expected of us, aren't we, Ollie?
1: Yeah, so for this week, we we don't go to work. Two weeks ago, we had to go to work and it was imperative. And if you didn't, you could lose your job and you were harming the economy. But this week, if you even think about going to a workplace, you're irresponsible and, and... yeah, it's it's good that they've made the decision to to change their um change their thinking, uh, I, and I you know I would rather they changed it, but I think it shows how stupid they were to go so hard on that everybody get back to the workplace, you know, and and this idea that if you were at home you were being lazy and you weren't working when actually every um, every measure says that productivity amongst people working at home actually went up because they spent less time travelling and yeah, less time gossiping and everything else so um, most measures show that productivity went up so this, this really incessant campaign was a lot it's also good to give them credit where, where it's due that they have said do you know what? this is probably going to be for six months so do you know what we all mm. know what the next six months is going to look like And that's not to say that they won't have to tighten at some point. And I think we all expect that they probably will have to tighten at some point. But at least we know that the main underlying messages of stay at home and work if you can, you know, the rule of six, all of these things will be in place for a long time now. So hopefully once they've ironed out any confusion over the next few weeks, it becomes the i don't want to say new normal because we've had about 12 new normals in the last three months Mm. but it everyone knows where we are and i think that that's what we need is that level of consistency and as i say i know we'll tighten up again because just the way it's going i think there will be other tightenings but but having that that messaging certainly on on going to work i think i think is useful that everyone knows that they won't you know unless they can or they have to they won't have to travel and commute to work and be around people and use transport and everything else for at least six months. And I think that's that's mm. something that maybe should be um, should be applauded. It's not very often I give yes, them well, any credit, but
0: it's kind of like I don't envy anybody who is in power at the moment because they're always going to get slagged off by the other side anyway. Yeah, whatever they attempt to do, and they're working under extreme circumstances, I do think that um, Boris Johnson has got a very um, sort of absent type of leadership. (laughs) He he doesn't seem to be available. And he does seem to have issues of his own that he's, he's always having to sort out. And um, that doesn't inspire confidence which is a true it's a true uh, comment commentary on his on his leadership i think and he does seem to be getting less confidence now from his own side as well that's a bubbling under yeah. theme that i'm hearing more of um that he isn't coping with the situation and you know his own health was compromised and he's got family issues and he is a buffoon can't really <laughs> escape it i'm sorry to say I never thought he was material for um, leadership at all. And it's shocking that he is in power. It really is shocking. I mean, he he was OK on Have I Got News For You because he was funny. But he's not funny when he's in charge. So um, whilst I don't envy anyone who's having to make these horrible decisions, I think um, he's not really the man for the job. But then there's Cummings going over. Not Cummings... Um, Matt Hancock, is it Matt Hancock? Or who's the other one? The um foreign secretary Dominic Raab. Dominic Raab was in America this week, wasn't he? He's trying to uh, sort out the um, dissent about the breaking of the international law, and I don't think Dominic Raab is a good representation either. But I'm very Dominic aware Raab was of the party. only candidate
1: that stood for the Tory leadership on the illegal prorogation of Parliament. Just to. Mm. but where his morals on legal duties are legal duties are yeah
0: i'd love to be in there when he had that conversation with the you know the democrats who are dead against them breaking international law how he managed to wriggle himself around in his seat and face them up about it i don't know what the outcome of that
1: no uh, no, I, i don't i haven't i didn't really follow that to be honest much but um no. I thought Dominic sending Dominic Raab into any kind of international negotiations is feels like it's the beginning of a comic book, uh, more than a uh, more than mm. what should be reality.
0: It's interesting for me because one of the things that I'm hearing more and more is so partisan. Everything is so partisan now, and as one commentator pointed out in the '90s, the the parties weren't so split. And we've talked about this before how there was much more in common on both sides and now there isn't you know it's very very split down the middle and I heard a right-wing commentator saying that the um the democrats were diabolical um irresponsible every single description that I would personally apply to republicans and mm-hmm. I just sat there and thought to myself well we're all seeing things from our own perspective. And there's nothing, there's no meeting in the middle. What do you think?
1: No, I think you're right. I think we, and I think it is deliberate. Don't get me wrong. I I think um, populism works on it being us against them. A against B, black and white, (laughs) both metaphorically and and sadly, um, realistically as well. But it's about. You're on our side or you're on their side. It's winning and it's losing. And it's not... We've lost all nuance, you know. I I think, listening to Keir Starmer's speech earlier, and listening to his response to Boris Johnson in Parliament um, a few minutes ago, I think he does try to do that, where he says, do you know what, we back the government in these things that they're doing. Because I think you can say, we agree with what the government are doing now. We also think they need to do this. We also think they should have done this earlier. Um... Because it was Brexit, you know, so it's Brexiteers versus Remainers. And that, that was the that was the, the narrative through the last... That's why, you know, I know you say, you wonder how Boris Johnson got into power. It's because he could lead that narrative. You're on our side, it's us against them. You know, be on the side of the winners and I will do whatever it to... And also because those that wanted it knew that he, he has very little respect for... As we're seeing now, for laws and rules, and you know, he spent his whole life. When you read, um, read about him and you read about his career, but also his personal life, he has no respect for, for rules and for for playing the game properly. He he's a I hate to say he's a maverick because that almost maverick in the terms of he just does what he wants, not in the ter- in any kind of glorification terms. Um, but yeah, so so the narrative has become I, I, I think it's embedded in American politics, and I could be wrong. I I can't remember if I've spoken about this before. I was really shocked when I found out that people register as Republican or Democrat and then Mm. independent, you know, if they want to go independent or third party. But because even if you don't, whereas here you can join a party and you can pay a membership and you can say, I'm a member of the ex-party, I think this whole idea of registered republican registered democrat but number one it makes it difficult in public life and we saw that through impeachment and through the um, through the various uh, inquiries that it's oh yes but this person's a registered xyz and that's why they think that you know it clouds everything but also i think it makes it hard because you're asking people to psychologically to say i am this and so it, it increases that division it increases that um that partisanship i think whereas you know for me i have I've voted pretty much all the major parties in different types of elections at some point you know um not always proudly but i like i like the idea that i'm quite free in my voting so i vote for who i think at that time represents me the closest But also knowing that they're not going to represent, there's no party out there, unless there's a Ollie party, or a Ginny party, (laughs) or a whoever party, none of us will be represented 100%, because we all have different views, we all have different opinions, and even if we agree on a subject, there may be nuances in that subject where we don't disagree, uh, where we don't agree, and that's... I think that's the other things. We have to learn that that's okay. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to not have the same exact opinion as as other people. And We talk about that and we, we have to talk about that in a way that's obviously trying to represent our views, but also being open to other people's views and being ready to change our minds as well, you know, in the same way we're expecting others to do it. But at the moment it's not, it's just shouting and screaming and it's, you know, you say something bad about Bernie Sanders and you have this Bernie brigade after you and say something bad Mm. about Jeremy Corbyn and it's the same thing. And say something bad about Boris Johnson or Donald Trump, you know, whoever, whoever it Mm. is on whatever side, there's this real kind of mob mentality, which, Mm. which is harmful to public discourse, I think.
0: It is. So is it the case, then, that if you have to register as a Democrat or Republican, that you therefore have to vote that you way? You don't
1: have to vote that way, it, but it's, it's a pub, I guess, a public declaration of where you are. Um, I think one of the reasons it's important is when it comes to primaries. So if you're a registered Democrat, you vote in the Democrat primaries. If you're a registered Republican, you vote in the Republican primaries, um, okay. whereas here... Votes for party matters are done by party. So vote for the party leader for the Tories, for example, is done by the Tory membership, not by the whole public. Whereas I believe if and and if I'm wrong in this, I am willing to be corrected. But this is my understanding um, is that Mm -hmm. if you're a registered Democrat, then you will get a polling card for the primaries in your area for, you know, for the different candidates of all the different um, offices. Um, So it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you have to do anything. But it means, but I think it just, having that public declaration of I am this, it almost puts you in a box straight away before you've even started. And I know there will be people that will vote against that, but I think it, yeah, I, I, I think it, it could restrict some people's willingness to change their mind because they've declared mm. at this moment I am this and i i could be wrong and and again i'd love to know because it's it's something i've always thought about and i've always thought it's strange from a from a a foreign perspective but you know yeah. if anyone living in america and i know um we have a lot of people in america that listen to us um if you see it differently get in touch because i, I i'd love to know just from a um just to understand it better
0: Yeah, because I have heard of some people saying that they vote for the Democrat in the in the Senate, but they'd vote for Republican in the House and for their local uh, governor. They'd vote for, you know, so they're moving their vote around, depending on the personality and the kind of nuance of that individual in that particular role and compared to the one that's on offer. Who's in opposition? Yeah. So I don't really know. We'd have to drill down more onto that. Maybe exactly, in I, I could be
1: really wrong. As we learn how as it's... we
0: learn about American politics <laughs> from our British perspective, but of course they've got this new situation to deal with now with the R I P R B G, yeah, um, which is terribly sad. And um, as you very well pointed out to me, um, that people were jumping on the bandwagon before she'd even kind of five minutes after she'd gone yeah. and declaring their outrage at the responses. And I have to confess I was I was on the bandwagon as well at the time because I was so outraged that the Republicans had had immediately said said that Trump was going to nominate. And the the duplicity of that was just like a it's such a touchstone of emotion that came out after the injustice of them denying that to Obama's administration and then saying, no, 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 we're going to do that now. So I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it does seem very, very um, asymmetrical to me.
1: It is. And I think there's a lot of hypocrisy there. But I think... It's a really important issue, but I think it's also a huge distraction at the moment. And what I mean by that is, we know there's hypocrisy there, and we know the people who have been um, hypocritical. And it's been pointed out, and it's been on the telly and the internet. and So So we, we know that. We also know they're going to do it. No one's going to stop them doing it. Nobody's going to stop them appointing a... Um, a judge to the supreme court before um january and uh yeah before the inauguration of biden if if that's the case six weeks out from an election concentrating and spending so much energy on something that we can't affect no matter how bad that thing is for me feels like a lot of misspent energy because if Biden wins he has the option legally to change the numbers in the Supreme Court so he can rebalance it quite easily it's not it might be a struggle but it's not difficult it's it's there it's it's in the Constitution so he can do that so there may be it may be tough for six months but let's say they get somebody in there through after all the processes in January, for example, and Biden gets in. Then there's not going to be a lot that's going to happen, or anything of any huge, huge consequence that's going to go into the Supreme Court immediately. And as I say, he he can reweight it. The danger is we get caught up in these important yet still superficial arguments important that it is important and it's important to point out the hypocrisy but superficial in the fact that we can do nothing about it they're going to do it we have to it's like where we are with Brexit now yeah we we, we have to yeah. do, Keir Sama said it very well it's not a debate anymore we are leaving the European Union we can argue about it. it doesn't matter what we want and how we vote or anything it's it's we have left actually and we're just in this transition mm. period Um, so so to spend our energies arguing about the benefits of staying in Europe, as hard as that is, it doesn't matter because we're leaving or we've left. And it, so for me, it feels like the same thing, that the the hypocrites and all of that, we know who they are. It's right to point them out. But unless... The, what would make it a worse situation is if we spend a lot of time, the next... Six weeks up to the election, fighting over this one point and losing the election. Because then we have Trump in office with a new Supreme Court judge, then looking at where they were threatening to to load up the Supreme Court by putting more justices in, so then threatening to put more justices in, and if the Democrats don't have more control in the houses uh, in the um, in in the Senate then then it's a lot worse than what we're seeing now. So I don't know if that makes sense. It's it's not to to downplay the importance of that Supreme Court argument but to say that you know let's not give it too much energy because it doesn't matter how much energy we give it we can't change that's going to happen nobody, none of the Democrats um, can change that if they want to do it, they will do it. So concentrate on what Biden's going to do for the economy. Concentrate on what Biden's going to do for equality uh, for everybody. Uh, concentrate on the social justice changes he's going to make. Concentrate on how he's going to create jobs and how he's going to improve the economy. Concentrate on how he's going to respond to coronavirus, which in six weeks' time is still going to be going on. You know, Concentrate on these things mm-hmm. that will convince people that Biden is the right man to take them forward and not on a, a, an argument that you can talk and shout and we can scream and and shout and shout hypocrites and replay them saying one thing and replay them them saying another thing but won't change anybody's mind and it won't get mm. people to vote for Biden and unless Biden gets voted president it, it matters for nothing anyway does that make mm. sense
0: yeah you are right yes it's very good as usual you always you always help me to unscramble my my thinking. That's why I like talking to you. That, that was a very <laughs> but, long um... hot bath
1: for me to <laughs> come up with that.
0: Well, I, you are right because, you know, you can get into the weeds of things and miss the bigger picture. And there is a bigger picture going on, which does involve um, policies. And policies are more important than personalities. And um, we do need to stay stay with the plot and and hope that um they do make a clear message to people to be able to be respected in what they're saying in public and that doesn't work if you're constantly slagging off other people that seems to be my key phrase today i must not use that phrase again (laughs) um (laughs) i just think that um it would be really nice if one single individual Republican would acknowledge the duplicity. Just for me, I think <laughs> maybe let it. I could let it go if I could just hear one of them say, "We understand that we blocked Obama from appointing anyone for ten months before an election, and now six weeks before an election, we're going to put put our own one yeah. in." and that is obviously a double standard
1: i think from and, from what i and i could be wrong i want to say susan collins is the name that comes to me yes, and i think she's a republican yes. who has said we shouldn't be doing this and i think there have been maybe 3 or 4 republicans who have come out and said we shouldn't be doing this and that may vote against it and it won't actually take much to sway it the other way but again I, even with them saying that i just don't you know, if they if they if there is enough of a rebellion and they stop it happening, great. But that won't be because of anything that 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 any of the rest I of us. I think she's said not
0: very trustworthy, from what I can gather. She tends to speak the talk, the talk a bit, and get everybody's everybody's hopes up. But actually, not do um, when it comes to the vote. She's not very reliable, as far as I I'm aware about yeah. her track record.
1: But but again, that's well, it's just stick... something we can't control. So. I, th- I think oh, that the danger no, we do say. is we leave we we're letting and it did happen with brexit a bit and it happens with boris Johnson as well is this is something that the left in, in air quotes needs to get better at and that's stop letting the narrative be written by the other side because what we're mm. doing is and it and you know it happens with boris Johnson it happens with Donald Trump is they do something, and we all talk about it, and we all attack that. Then they do something else. So we, 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 you know, we're following them around, attacking them, and and arguing about them, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And we're not having the conversations we need to be having. And we're not, you know, the, the Republicans would like nothing more than for us to be concentrating on this one issue for the next six weeks, mm-hmm. because on any other issue, Trump looks like a lunatic. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It it's. The debates will be interesting, but
0: I know I'm looking forward to
1: that. I am. I might make special. I have to figure out when it is. Hopefully, I'm working because I work night shifts at the weekend. So I'm hoping that maybe mm. I'll, uh, mm. if I'm working, I can settle down with a coffee. Certainly, the way it's going with all the, you know, all the businesses around me having to be closed at ten, and with no weddings for people yeah. more than fifteen people, my Fridays and Saturday nights in the hotel are going to be so quiet. It's uh, I'm going to need mm. something to fill fill my time but yeah. but yeah i think we need to get better at at deciding what's important and also setting the narrative ourselves and setting the discussion points and and almost not getting involved in the shouting and the screaming and the arguing and the the, the petty back and forth and and concentrate on the message that we have to give because honestly i think the message from our of course i'm going to say this but the message from our side of politics I think is a better message. And I presume that other people that would call themselves lefties or, or whatever agree with that. So fight on that. Fight on what our politics can offer and not what and not on the dangers of the other side. You know, you have to sell people mm. the benefit of don't So many of the ads at the moment are don't vote for Donald Trump because Donald Trump does this. Donald Trump does that. Donald Trump says this. Donald Trump says that. Donald Trump doesn't respect this. Okay, we all know that. If people don't know that after nearly four years or certainly four years with campaign and election, Mm -hmm. if people don't know that by now, then uh, an attack ad isn't going to change it. I want to hear what Joe Biden is going to do. And honestly, somebody who follows it relatively closely And wants Joe Biden to win. If you were to say me, how is Joe Biden going to level up the economy? I don't think I could tell you. I don't think I could tell you what his plans are. I know that he wants equality. Do I know how he's going to do that? Absolutely no idea. And that's that's the conversation and the argument that we need to be having. Otherwise, he's just another politician saying the same vacuous Barnum statements and not giving us any meaningful substance to what he's saying and again I might be wrong but I mm. I couldn't tell you what those things are as somebody who follows it relatively closely
0: well yes I think we we both try to I do admit that it's overwhelming and there are so many major issues going on at the moment and you can only follow so much at any one time without getting sort of overwhelmed yeah. by it and um, we you know in the UK we have so much going on it's hard to keep track and people say, why do you, don't you mind your own business about the US politics? But of course, it does affect us. And we'll be hopefully um, having to do trade deals and things with whoever does get elected. So it is going to impact us greatly, whoever is in office there. And you are right, I couldn't tell you what Biden's um, offering is. Although I know that they come down on the side of, um, you know, equality and um what do they call it libertarian politics Libertarian I think politics. is what they call it yeah. yeah where where and the opposition to that is supposed to be uh, nationalistic and um patriotic i don't know why you can't be um patriotic if you're also libertarian. I don't know. But this what. is this is funny.
1: Is... I, they were talking about what Keir Starmer. This is before Keir Starmer did his conference, his virtual conference speech. But they were talking about it that he was going to start playing this labour up patriotic or patriotic. And actually, I think I think I think there is that thing that you know patriotism has been um, co-opted by often the far right, but certainly the right. But I think it's actually making that distinction between patriotism and nationalism. Because nationalism is dangerous. Nationalism is what we see in a lot of Trump's policies, the American first um, policies. Um, It's what we see, it's nationalism that largely pushed the Brexit agenda. It's nationalism um, which is behind a lot of uh, segregationist um, policies. Whereas patriotism is different, and I think being able to put a clearer boundary between those things, so that nationalism mm. and nationalists don't automatically get patriotism as well, and don't mm. it, like mm-hmm. we spoke about a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago when I you know I spoke about religions having this this monopoly on morals <laughs> and ethics. And actually, no, mm. it's, you know, it shouldn't be that. And it's a very similar thing for me that, that nationalists shouldn't necessarily have a, a hold or a, a monopoly on um, on patriotism or patriotism. I can never decide how to say that. So I'll say it both ways for <laughs> our whole audience.
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting because I cannot ever feel comfortable with the UK flag. And um, to me that the UK flag flag now represents nationalism Mm. and division It's supposed to represent unity of the four nations but to me if somebody's flying the UK flag in their garden I'm cringe and cringe don't fly that I mean worse if it's an England flag even worse (laughs) but you know (laughs) if it's a UK flag even I'm like why why just why and that's very sad because I should be I do love my country I love my country of birth I'm very very you know happy living in this country and I wouldn't change that but it's it those connotations that have gone now and attached themselves to they always walk around with the flag wrapped around their shoulders if you see any kind of right wing yeah. gathering you don't see that with left wing gatherings
1: it it's funny because you know i have an affinity with with france and all things french and, and i go there well up until the um pandemic i would go every couple of months to paris um or once a month once every couple of months and outside the schools you have the french the french flag the color and you have the european flag as well, but we'll, we'll leave that argument out of it as I said we've lost it, we've lost it, let it go, mm. perks, but they mm. have the um they have the French flag, they have it outside all government buildings they they embrace that because it's possible to be really proud to be French and not be a supporter of the Front national or uh, Rassemblement national or whatever they're called this week. But you don't have to be on the far right to embrace the French flag. And you're right, you know, the only time we see the Union Jack out of regal ceremonies often is, you know, you see it at far right rallies. You see it, you Mm. know, when people are protecting statues. And and that's what Mm. I guess what I mean, that that patriotism or patriotism has been co-opted and there seems to be a monopoly on especially far right but then we have to be careful, um, in the same way that if we say, you know, we actually want to be proud of our country and we want to take those things back and have them as symbols of of um, of pride in our country and pride of who we are, without being, you know, a little Englander. What we have to stop doing is feeling uncomfortable when we see somebody whose house has a flag up. It may mean that they are on the far right, but we have to, for us to be comfortable showing s- those signs. We have to be comfortable seeing them. If they, does that make sense? I mm. guess one follows the other. Mm. Um,
0: Chicken or the egg, isn't it? Yeah, really?
1: it is. But you know, yeah. I tell you what. For Christmas, I'll buy you a Union Jack and a flagpole, and you can put it up in your garden <laughs> and and see what happens. <laughs> it's
0: not going to happen. If you the if, the, na- if the neighbors
1: stop speaking to you, you know, uh, you know that <laughs> our, I our mission early. to take back <laughs> the Union flag hasn't worked. <laughs>
0: No well I'd just like to put it out there to everybody if anybody ever listens to this that I am a lefty but I am proud to be in my country and I love my country and I want my country to be well and happy and everybody in it to be happy. (laughs) How how silly that sounds because there's so much chaos going on at the moment but that would be my dream to be able to be proud like that and not give the wrong impression. Yeah. So maybe if that's all that comes out of today's chat, it is that we are saying, be proud to be part of this country and um try and increase my capacity to see the flag, not in a negative way. I'll take that away from today. Yeah. And we can uh, only I'll try. work on it. I'll work on it and I'll report back and let you know how I'm getting <laughs> on. But uh, we're, we're on a short timeline today, so I think we'll have to um, part ways. Call it a day. And leave it there. But as usual, it's always been very um, interesting for me to talk to you. And if we do have any listeners, we're very happy for you to have joined in with us. And we'd love to hear what you think. We have a Twitter account of the same name. So, uh, yeah, thank you for coming and thank you for joining. And thank you, Ollie. And thank you. And let's. Look forward to another meet-up very soon. Let's do Bye it. for now.
1: Take care. Bye.